Across the margin. Across the margin. Podcast. Across the Margin, the podcast where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes of the online magazine and deeper into the stories. I'm your host, Michael Shields, and today we are going to talk about The Deuce, the HBO drama series created by David Simon and George Pelkinos. Um, it, uh, it's a show I love, and um, you know, as many of you know who uh, spend time at Across the Margin, we do talk film and television from time to time. And, you know, it's a subject that lives there along with all the fiction, the poetry, the music, the art, uh, the prose. Um, and so uh, I had the opportunity to, uh, to talk to one of the actors um, from The Deuce, and uh, his name's Gary Carr. He plays CC, uh, one of the pimps on the show. He's a tremendous actor. Um, so we'll feature that in a minute. But um, before we get go too much further, I want to mention that Across the Margin, the podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast Network. Go to OsirisPod.com to check out a whole slew of amazing podcasts over there. Um, couldn't be prouder to uh, feature this podcast along that whole grouping. Um, they do have three new podcasts I want to point out. Um, one is a comedy podcast. It's called Amigos uh, with Mike Finioa. Uh, Mike, if I just uh, butchered your last name, I apologize. Uh but your podcast is hilarious. Really, checking it out. There's also uh, Alternate Roots with uh, Jesse Jarno. Um, this one kind of digs into uh, and, and shines a light on music that, that you won't find on Spotify. So it's a great place for discovering to come upon some new and really, really interesting and cool music. And then another one they just premiered, which is um, just getting going, but it's going to be awesome as it moves forward, is the Relics Radio Hour. Um, you know, it's got the backing of Relics. It's with uh, uh, music producer Jesse Louder. Um, I can only imagine they're going to feature a whole uh, bevy of, of just amazing guests and, and music conversations. So check those out. Go to OsirisPod.com. And so, yes, The Deuce. It's a show about the legalization and the ensuing rise of the porn industry in the 1970s. Uh, it, uh, it features a brilliant ensemble cast featuring James Franco. Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, Gary Carr, as I mentioned, uh, Michael Rispoli, uh, Method Man's in there, uh, Black Thought as well from The Roots. Um, that's, that's just to name a few. It's that the cast is just so incredible. Um, the Deuce is a show. Uh, I, I find it uh, fascinating, relevant, wholly entertaining. Uh, I believe it's also criminally underrated. I don't hear enough people talking about it, and that's a... Another reason I'm so excited to talk about it. it is, it's a show. It isn't merely chronicling a time period when when the sex trade comes into the mainstream and porn becomes popular. Um, it's layered and, and deep and, and delves into uh, you know capitalism in America, gentrification in New York, 
corruption in the justice system and, and just the whole whole uh, deal more. So um, I did, as I mentioned, I got to talk to uh, Gary Carr about some of the themes um, present uh, in the show and learn more about it. Um, uh, Gary Gary's an incredible actor. He, uh, you can see him. He played Jack Ross in Downton Abbey as well. He's in a great show that's flying under the radar a little bit. Um, um, I think over here, uh, it's a BBC show called Death, Death and Paradise. It's awesome. But he is, uh, he's a tremendous actor, um, and just, he has some great insight. His character, uh, uh, is just a fascinating kind of, um, kind of like a deeper thinking pimp. And he's really, you know, his, his role in, in the show is, uh, completely interesting. So it was a pleasure to talk to him. It was absolutely insightful. And, uh, I just here just want to dive into it. Here is, uh, my interview with Gary Carr. I can Gary, you got me. Oh, hi, Michael. Hi. Hi. Hey, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you being on the podcast and, uh, brilliant work as, uh, as BC, truly good stuff. Oh, thanks a lot. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. So let's dive in. I know we're on the uh, the clock here, but um, so all of the pimps in the Deuce uh, and, and your character, Cece, particularly provide deep insight into the, the psychology between pimps and their girls. It's, it's what I believe a more complex relationship than many would reason. Um, can you speak some about what the Deuce conveys about this relationship between the you know pimps and their girls? Sure. Um, I, I think the first thing it does is it basically uh, highlights uh, a lot of stuff that we we very rarely see elsewhere. Um, when these uh, people, such as pimps and, and, and prostitutes, are being portrayed in TV and media, um, so it definitely gives, I think, a, a, a wider view than we've seen before. But also, um, it humanizes this, them first of all, like Absolutely. as subjects. And um, yeah, I think it's really clear to see just off the page, off the paper, um, with characters like Cece and Laurie, that they are they are complex characters. You know, they are they're very human for that reason as well. You know, and um, also I think one thing that's really interesting in the Deuce, um, where a lot of the women are concerned, um, you know, I think there was this idea a long time ago, or for a long time, or even now, that like a lot of women who do sex work are lacking in agency. Absolutely. You know, or uh, doing it under um, some some type of force or against their will. Um, but that that from I think episode one of season one, we see that isn't the case with Laurie and Cece. Um, yeah, you, you absolutely. You see how shrewd and even driven they are. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, he, and there are bumps along the way, and there are definitely things that he uh, he feels he needs to teach her. I mean, she it's a new environment in the sense that it's, it's New York City, and it's not like you know, her home. But other than that, I mean, yeah, they are, as a, as a team, very shrewd. And um, I think me and Emily, like, we, we recognize that in the characters very early on and um, definitely try and... Uh, we, 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 I feel like we roll as a team very much Cece and Laurie rather than, like, Cece on his own, Laurie on his own. Uh, Laurie on her own, you know? It's like, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I answered your question, but um, no, no, I think I think that the dudes definitely highlights this, that, that them as a partnership and as a team. Um and yeah, and they have a shared ambition and vision of like you know what life, what their lives will be together and as a duo, you know, as a, as a as a partnership. Absolutely, and you're talking about uh, you know the partnership. What I also find fascinating is the unity found between the workers, like all across the board, that kind of dwell in society's margins. Uh, it's got to be captivating to be a part of that unfolding integration of the New York underworld of the '70s. It's it's, it's the whole group's kind of like a team in a cool way. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, touching the point, that's very important. They are definitely, again, still today, um, marginalized people, you know? Um, yeah. It's, and it's, um, again, I love the show for that because... Uh, one thing people always say when they see the show is like, yeah, I'm really rooting for all these characters, you know, and it would yeah. be the pimps and, and the prostitutes. And, and you think, yeah, of course, why not? Because um, we, I want them to win as well, you know. You want these people to win. They're, they're doing their best to uh, just survive and live, you know. And um, I feel like you can really approach the characters without judgment as well. Yeah, absolutely. They do a great job. You, you, you are not, I guess, the filmmaking, the writing, the acting. You're not, you know, it's not a judgmental thing on it. It allows you to sympathize with them. And understand them. It's great. Sure, and empathize as well. Definitely. Um, you know, because even like, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think it already does does come from the writing first. Um, mm. it's all just so detailed and clear, and it's on the page. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I mean, and then I again, I think I speak for everyone when like with our performances, we just like yeah, none of us have any judgment towards our characters or or each other unless it's written so. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, I really. I, I, it's weird to say because I'm in it, but like I really do love this show. I'm a fan of. of, of oh, I stuff. bet. Yeah, and, you're yeah. you're you're allowed to love something you're in. It's I mean it's it's each and every episode. I so weird. Grasp how great it was. Really? Like, I, I mean, I would. I would, this is a show I would definitely like full on watch if I wasn't a part of if it. If you weren't even a part of it, absolutely. Yeah, Let me ask you a, a bigger picture question because um, I'm just you know I think about everything that Dave and George are. are trying to say, and all the other writers are trying to say about 1970s New York, or even more importantly, America and capitalism and, and bigger picture things like that. What do you think they're trying to, some of the ideas they're trying to present through the deuce? Um, well, one thing I always, well, I think this is through line throughout all of their work, but like they're definitely highlighting corruption. That's, yep. a, that's sure. one thing that comes through very clear. Um, also the fact that, um, you know how money, sex, and power are all pretty much uh, <laughs> the driving exactly. forces behind a lot of uh, like a lot of progression that happens in society in some areas. You know, um, yeah. also pop culture specifically. Um, they're definitely highlighting um, how sex is a major part of pop culture and how it really did just like I'd say change. Well, definitely the, the world of like adult ent- entertainment, but like pop yeah. culture across the board. I mean, it seeps into everything. You know. Oh. Um, you know, every so many different aspects of, of from music to to music video to commercials, every advertising, everything. Um, we actually we actually see it in this show. I mean, coming into the mainstream at the, at the exact moment that you know the, the sex trade comes into the mainstream. It's really fascinating in that way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing about the show as well, I think it's great because I don't know how it was marketed or how it's still being marketed, but like. I know a lot of people were like, yo, like, yeah, we're going to see some porn, you know? Yeah. Or, I mean, you do see some of that, but it's not, sure. that's not the, completely the show. I mean, not David, exactly, yeah. you know, they always speak, reflect the times. Or if, they, if they've chosen a time period, they're very detailed and thorough about, you know, um, the world that they're, yeah. that they're speaking about. And so, um, and trying to, like, convey and stuff so, um, and represent. So, um, yeah. I can also see a lot of, like, these seeds of, uh, of gentrification kind of planted in, in, in New York in the deuce. And it, it, to me, it's exemplified in how the pimps are, are somewhat being left behind and kind of pushed out of what is their game a little bit. I, that feels very important to me and, and, and super relevant today. Oh, uh, definitely. Um, it's funny because that was always, I think, I, I, well, I always approached it like this as well. I mean, the playing, the thing about the, 
the way I see it, like when you are, if you are a pimp, it's like, um, like I think you're always thinking how you're gonna survive tomorrow. You know, I mean, yeah. you could do like very well and like have enough money that like you know you're really flush. But I mean, yeah, the world is always, especially at that time, the world was changing drastically, and I think. From episode one of season one, I always had that that thought pattern. I was like, you know, th- things are moving fast. Um, yeah. Things are changing so much in terms of you know, the sex trade, and I'm, I was always curious to see like how CC would um, expand or how he would like yeah survive that. You know, whether it meant changing profession but still staying like in the sex trade, or I don't know. You know. Um, yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of where we're going, and and what I want to ask <laughs> you is what 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 do you feel about you know what can we. I don't want to give too much away, but what can we expect uh, from CC and the Deuce in season two? It seems like CC's striving to adapt in this changing landscape, and and one thing about him um, is he's a deep thinking pimp as well. It's, it's it's he's really trying to figure it all out. Oh, cool! Yeah, I, I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, no question. I think yeah, but you know, um, again, it's a weird question to answer without um, trying to give stuff away. But I think I think we. Uh, we see I think I gave you previous songs the last time like we just seem, seem trying to survive um you know, like you said like everything you said try to survive and adapt but um also I I, I would say like it's, it's difficult for him <laughs> it's not it's it's like it's like I said everything's moving really fast and he's not it's not like he's like an inside player he's really yeah. just like trying to figure it all out like you said and um yeah you can see I think, I think that's really great to watch and to play as well like yeah I, just, I bet you just see him talking to Candy in uh, episode uh, episode one of the season, and he's just she's kind of you know excluding him and one thing, and he's just like she's like you're like Candy, shouldn't you arrange the shit through me? You know, kind of trying to still right. you know practice his his old ways in this new game, and it's it's really it's really fascinating to watch, which is really cool. How about uh how about this cast you work with? I mean, working from anyone from Franco, Maggie, Black Thought, Matt, even you have that great scene with. Clark Peters, it's got to be special working with this cast. Oh my god, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, I mean, like, look, yeah, like I said earlier, when I was like, I would, I would be a massive fan of this show if I wasn't in it. Yeah, yeah, that, for that reason as well. That like, reason, the cast yeah. is amazing. Um, also, though, like, I need to say though, like, as people though, that thing that that's really important for me, and like, one thing that's been highlighted, like, crew always say, like, it's crazy that this car, this whole cast happens to be just made up of really brilliant people first you know um you know like really i can't think of one person where i'm like oh gosh there's an ego or an issue it's just like it's just, it's the like, most like chilled great set of people and great set and environment and vibe as well it's um it's a that's really awesome. great project yeah man that's so that's so cool to hear i'm glad to hear everybody i mean because it is such a beautiful collaborative effort and from the writing onto the acting and the whole thing so uh, hey, again, oh, yeah. thank you for taking the time, man. I honestly, I, I not only I love the show, your character is is someone who really stands out for me, and it's an amazing performance. So, uh, thank you again. I really appreciate talking. Oh, I super appreciate, I super appreciate that. Thank you, man. You too. Awesome. All the best. Take care. Thanks, Gary. Yeah. Bye. Sometimes I feel so happy. Sometimes I feel so sad. Well, that was cool. It was great to talk to uh, Gary. And uh, thank you, Gary, for that. Thank you. And uh, also, Alyssa and Courtney from HBL. I appreciate you setting it up. Uh, I was supposed to sit down with Gary face to face here in New York, but his press day changed. I happened to be on vacation 
uh, when it occurred, and uh, everyone still still made it happen for me, which is cool. We, we just did a phone call. Um, but I think you can see from that conversation the, the depth that you uh, that you find in in uh, the Deuce, which which is pretty remarkable. It is also it's also not surprising. I mean, you have to uh, remember that this is a, a David Simon production, the man behind the wire, uh, Treme, and. And, and just the depth that you found in those shows and uh, the socially conscious um, topics that were discussed and, and, you know, the breakdowns of the criminal systems and, and, and just some of the, uh, uh, you know, ills that, that occur in America. Um, it's, this is another one of his vehicles where he, he uses these storylines to, to kind of divulge some, some of the things that, uh, some problems that we're all facing every day. So, so I did get a chance to... Uh, I got a hold of some screeners. I, I got to see the first four episodes of uh, of season two, and uh, I'm not going to spoil anything here. But it, there are reasons to be excited. Um, it continues in its grandeur. It's it's, it's excellent. Um, a couple things to note: um, it, it does it start. It does a five about a five year uh, time jump, and and while things are so familiar, uh, a lot has changed and. It's fun to see those changes and, and how the characters grew in the meantime. Um, it starts off with this really, really dope two-minute opening opening shot that follows Candy into this new world that is season two, uh, and uh, it's just it's just a really cool opening shot, which just already had me salivating for it. the uh, the whole second season. Um, right away, you find the uh, the pimps uh, struggling to hold on as the game changes something. Something me and Gary were just talking about, um, and uh, it, you know, you can see that they're starting to address more inequalities that um, that even exist today, and in, in payments, uh, you know, the inequalities in, in payments due to sex and race that we're still dealing with. Uh, um, it's it's yeah, it's awesome. I and mean, one thing that that really needs to be pointed out is um, is Maggie Gyllenhaal's performance in uh, and, and, and you'll see it's just remarkable it's Emmy worthy um, so is the show in general it needs to be discussed in that way as a, as an Emmy contender but her character's growth um, I keep referring to her as Candy but I think it's time we call her Eileen in this season it seems like this season's really really all about her and a lot of the struggle that was in season one uh, set up the things that 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 uh, she her journey in season two so that is awesome check out the deuce it is uh it starts this sunday and will be the next i believe eight episodes the next eight sundays so a little bit of a terse episode relative uh, relatively uh for a cross margin podcast but i have a doozy on deck we're about to hit episode 50 and uh that is that'll be coming your way probably next week so brace yourself for that and uh Thank you so very much for taking another trip with me, Beyond the Margin. This podcast is in the loop, the legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com. I said love, oh, love, love. I said love, oh, love,
Whoa, I say love. 